My name is Curtis Blandy, and you are listening to Friends of CJSR on CJSR 88.5 FM. CJSR is a volunteer-run community radio station. So, you could say that we get by with a little help from our friends. Volunteers produce and create every single program that airs on CJSR. Friends of CJSR are 55 businesses that give discounts to all volunteers and fund drive donors who offer their time and money to our little radio station that could. We couldn't do what we love without their help. Given that COVID-19 continues to disrupt our day-to-day lives, we here at CJSR thought we should check in with some local business owners. We wanted to see how their lives have been affected, talk about some positive changes that will hopefully come out of all of this, and ask them how their community can help support them through these difficult times. This week I spoke with Kim Fjordbotten. She is the owner of The Paint Spot, which is a locally owned and operated art supply store. They carry supplies for art of every form. They also offer classes, which have had to be put on hold due to this pandemic. Being that CJSR is such a proud supporter of local art in all forms, we think that The Paint Spot is an incredibly important business to support. Just a forewarning, I was unable to record my conversation with Kim in our beautiful studios located on the University of Alberta campus. So I had a virtual meeting with her on a Zoom call and recorded that audio. Disregard any crackles and pops you may hear. One unfortunate side effect of recording audio this way is it will pick up any and all fidgeting that occurs during the interview. I'm Curtis Blandy and you are listening to Friends of CJSR right here on CJSR 88.5 FM. Here's my conversation with Kim Fjordbotten, owner of The Paint Spot. Hi, my name is Kim Fjordbotten. I'm owner of The Paint Spot. So how long has The Paint Spot been open for? The Paint Spot is celebrating its 35th anniversary, May 30th. That's awesome. Yeah, we're we're kind of excited. Have you always been in that same location? No, we have moved four times since we opened in 1985. So this is our fourth location. Has it always been kind of around the White Ave area? Yes, always in Old Strathcona. How long has the paint spot been part of Friends of CJSR? Oh, lots of years, even before I owned it. So yeah, more than 20 years, I would think. Do you see a lot of volunteers and donors coming through with with their Friends of CJSR card? Well, we do have a really close connection with the university. So it is is just something that I think happens naturally because we are the closest art store too. But nobody actually flashes their membership card. They just say, oh, I saw that you give a discount. We're like, okay. Usually we give a discount because they have their student ID. So that's something they carry probably more more often. How has your business been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic? It caught us by surprise. I mean, we took steps early on to, you know, close the store down, send half our staff home and half of us worked. We thought we'd be fine. Um, Curbside pickup, uh, shipping when we could, but we really got hit with a lot of business, which is nice, but I hadn't expected that art would play such an important role in people's, you know, spare time. They have time for creativity or just their mental health or their stress relief activity for kids a lot of our teachers went online and started teaching and we put kits together for that so 
um, that people got back to art might be one positive. <laughs> a lot of people have picked up old hobbies that maybe they've left on the sidelines for too long. Yeah, baking, gardening, all those creative hands-on, you know, we got you still work on the computer. You still work in Zoom land. It's, you, know, you need that hands-on activity, I think. What are your thoughts on the three-phase relaunch that the Albertan government is encouraging? I think it's good to take it slow. Um, we're struggling. So because we stayed open, I feel like phase one is still on. We still have our, um, you know, our till area has been plexiglassed in since a few months ago. Um, we have it taped off at the front so people can't browse the store. There's just too many of us running back and forth and crisscrossing, picking and pulling products to, to allow people to browse yet, which a lot of people are sad about, but I think we have to take it slow. We also um, did lose quite a bit of business to our classes, and, and I'm not sure when that's coming back. It'll be a discussion with our instructors and our, our students. And I don't know how many businesses might be doing very fancy you know, waivers, please sign here. We're not, we're taking all the steps, but you're still here at your own risk. So we're not sure when that phase two will happen for us or if that's phase five, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think it's cool. It's a good idea to have people still working in the store that are just like there to shop for you and like browsing mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, I think, you know, masks and gloves, I'm... I think they're a false sense of security. Certainly if you're sick, wear something. But for the rest of us, wash your hands lots, disinfect lots. I'm a big fan of the clear visors versus the masks that you adjust too much. And half the time people pull down to talk to you anyway. So It's really bizarre. I feel like masks for me is just a way to try to help other people feel more safe. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily for me. But yeah, then there's totally people who are just kind of doing it all wrong. I, I often think working with the public, I wish everybody could wear numbers that said, here's my comfort level. One is I'm terrified and I still want to be at home. And the other one is like five and it's okay. I plan to get it anyway and get immune, you know, whatever that extreme is. I'd like to meet people where they are, but you don't know when you first meet someone if they're cavalier or stressed out, you know. I haven't thought about that before, but that's a, that's a good idea. Now, for public, for people who deal with the public all the time, you just, you, you want to know. <laughs> My comfort level, I'm okay with, but like, I need to know what everybody else is thinking around me. I've been asking my, my employees too, because there's some that are very concerned. They have, uh, you know, elderly parents at home and, and they're, we're being very careful, but I'm, I don't know what is the signal that we're all good and all safe. I, I don't know what's, what point that's going to be. That's, that'll be weird. Yeah, I feel like that's so far down the line. Yeah. It's hard to even think in terms of week to week at this point. Still all just day to day for most people, especially like retail businesses. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned the plexiglass and we talked a bit about people browsing for customers where they just kind of stand at the front of the door. Uh, is there any other types of safety protocols that you've been implementing for the protection of your staff and customers? We've ingested our fair share of disinfectants. We got them from Strathcona Spirits. Luckily, they're just down the street from us. So they were brewing it up as fast as, uh, as we could get it. So uh, we're grateful to have neighbors that you could just pick up stuff like that. I would say we've gotten a lot more lax on keeping our employees a safe distance apart. I mean, 
I ran into a coworker so hard the other day, like we're COVID buddy buddies now. <laughs> it's like, it's unavoidable, I think. But I, yeah, I'm not sure what else a person can do other than just stay behind the glass, stay at distance, um, disinfect things after a customer. Yeah, use plastic, or we're back using plastic. But So I don't think when we open, I'm gonna demand that people wear masks, but I think hand sanitizing at the door will still be uh, essential. Yeah, and that's been kind of a common practice in a lot of places already before COVID-19. Whether people took advantage of it or not is neither here nor there. But, you know, I feel like a lot of uh, businesses will end up having hand sanitizer at the door and it'll be more encouraged. So one thing we've thought to help our customers that, I mean, creativity sometimes is you don't know what you want until you see it. So you can't stand at the front of the store saying, I want a blue. We're, we'll, we'll bring up all 18 blues for you. We have color charts you can refer to. We, we have no problem modeling a size of canvas. Our catwalk is really good. <laughs> Still, people want to, you know, look at things and be inspired by them. So we think we're going to start a, a table of sale items that are like, you touch it, you buy it. It's just kind of a funny little sign. So maybe people might explore a couple tables of product. That might be phase two for us. It's like allowing a bit of perusing, but... But if you touch it, it's yours. (laughs) That's smart. I like that. Has the provincial and Canadian governments been doing enough to support small businesses like yours? I'm not sure what the federal government could have done more for us. Um, I'm certainly keeping my employees, you know, on the payroll. So there is that subsidy or whatever it is that I'm not sure how that's going to work out at the end of the year. And the loan for the business, we did apply for that and we'll put it to good use trying to keep our inventory up. Um, The challenge I think at back to school will be uh, buying enough inventory when your suppliers are maybe behind in production. So it's gonna be nice to have a little bit more of a cash flow available to stock up on things you might need. Where before I would still be doing just in time ordering, now people are asking for numbers ahead of time. So I, I think I have to be a lot more With a crystal ball, deciding what's going to be popular, you know, four months from now, I think is going to be a challenge. So I'm grateful for that. Provincially, I'm not really sure what, they seem to be a lot of talk about what the federal government is, but I'm not sure what's happening provincially. Because I I run the uh, festival, the White Avenue Art Walk, I've had a lot more uh, information from Alberta tourism. So I think Alberta tourism has been excellent at um, gathering survey questions and giving you links to information. so I think that Alberta, I would give them a, a kudos for how um, involved and engaged they've been. I think they've been really good. Is Art Walk going to be able to happen this year? No, we, we had to cancel that. Um, we would get no permission from the city for our vending license. Uh, uh, they're not willing to take the risk. And we're one of the first early festivals. We would run July 10th, 11th, 12th. So we had to make a, a call. Mostly because you have to book your advertising. If you're going to have an event, your advertising has to be booked back in March. And we just we couldn't do that. So um, we're going to go forward because it would be our 25th anniversary of the White Avenue Art Walk. And we're going to go forward with a bit of a window display. So some of our uh, top artists that have been with us all those years, you'll be able to walk down the avenue, but see them in the windows of the storefronts of the businesses. And hopefully be a nice, engaging way to invite people back to Old Strathcona and to White Avenue. Just to see what's available from the artists and also from the merchants. So it should be a good matchup. 
That's good. I'm glad it's still happening. Yeah, so not 400 artists, maybe 20. <laughs> but it's still worthwhile coming to see. So I know that most post-secondary schools have already made an announcement. Whether they'll pull it back or not is kind of up in the air. But I think that most are going forward with like online classes again. Do you think that that'll impact the amount of art students that are coming in for supplies? I think they're going to need us more than than ever. I mean, I often hire uh, university students. So uh, one just started with us and she was just finishing her degree. And I think um, we were able to give a lot more moral support and maybe critiquing, maybe a bit of um, uh, here, try this new tool or new paint color. Uh, I think people can rely on us a lot more than than maybe their their instructors or their the camaraderie of the classroom i can't imagine going through art without having those art history conversations while you're painting in the studio so i think zoom um studio will still be probably very essential to the students i hope they make good use of that know of it know it's important because that chatter around the studio those conversations are something i most miss after graduating. So I hope they, they can retain that. Because working alone in your studio, you have your life to do that. Universities, when you have this collaborating conversation, and I think that's what I hope they can retain. Yeah, it's part of the experience. Hopefully there is a way that they can set up, you know, a Zoom and get that interaction while they're, while they're working on their pieces. Yeah, distance critiquing, I don't know, all of that stuff, right? What types of support has your business seen from the community over the past couple months? I think the interest in shopping local to keep small businesses afloat like ours rather than going online to big box stores, we have definitely felt that support. I have customers come in all the time going, oh, I don't need my discount today. I'm like, oh, thanks, like, but I'll give it to you anyway. So <laughs> there's that. A lot more um, shout outs on social media and people sharing, you know, this is where I got this or people have questions. We did a bunch of um, project ideas for parents teaching art to kids and that was shared so wonderfully by, by all of our network. So those are, yeah, I felt, did feel loved for sure. And what are some ways your customers can support you aside from physically coming in if they might not be feeling ready for that quite yet? Well, we do have a website. You can shop online. You can ask your questions over the phone or by email. Um, you can reach out to us on social media. Yeah, there's any way you want, any way you're comfortable. <laughs> Just wear your number and I'll know how to serve you. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't have to wear a number. If you're just tuning in, I'm Curtis Blandy, and this is Friends of CJSR on CJSR 88.5 FM. I'm chatting with Kim Fjordbotten about her business, The Paint Spot, and how she and her employees are navigating COVID-19 in order to keep you creating beautiful art. What do you want your customers to know or keep in mind for now, now that you're open or when you do reopen? I hope they can just be a bit patient with us. There's a few things that, I mean, our toilet paper is a brand of markers, like Posca markers we just could not keep in stock. And printmaking, who knew printmaking would be, lino printing and block printing would be so popular. And our supplier was shut down for six weeks, so we have no supplies. And it's frustrating, so I just hope that people are 
um, maybe a little bit more open to suggestions and alternatives because there's certainly a lot of other choices out there. And we do have experience to help you find maybe not what you thought you wanted, but what will help you get that project done. So I guess patience and camaraderie for sure. So you just mentioned the markers and the printmaking, but is there any yeah. other products that you have that you've noticed have been like a crazy seller? Everything to do with fabric painting, dyeing, tie dyeing, batik dyeing, dyes. We're getting our order this week, everyone. We'll have some and we're placing another order right away. So uh, that caught us off guard. I hadn't really seen that one coming. I think that's YouTube. <laughs> YouTube and Instagram <laughs> yeah. and TikTok. Yeah. All yeah. of those tutorials have probably gotten so many views over the past couple months. Yeah. And people um, ha hadn't really dipped their toe into doing videos. There's a lot of local artists that you can follow now that do wonderful free instruction online. So, yeah, you can look up any of our old instructors and they're doing some neat stuff. Aside from working, which I'm sure you've been doing a lot of, what types of activities or projects have you had that kept you sane through these weird times? Yeah, I'm, I'm working in my studio. I have cleaned my house, but I never really took much time off. So it's just been running as, as fast as I can. Yeah, but I think art in general, everybody, all my staff are doing some. A lot of them are doing commissions and family portraits and stuff. So that's been fun to watch. I know the government of Northwest Territories has done a really big grant for artists. So I think there's a $3,000 grant for artists up there to make art even though there's no markets and no festivals to sell they're like please keep making art because when this is over you have to have something to sell so um that has been uh you know that's one how one province or territory has helped us i think what do you miss the most from a pre-pandemic edmonton well obviously the maker markets i i love to see the handmade goods i love to see the artist studios so we used to sponsor the um or we still would sponsor but uh, Sherwood Park did a studio tour, so I, I love connecting with artists. And I do miss the one-on-one -on -one connections with our customers who would come in, tell them, you know, I've got a crazy idea and I want to do this, and, and we'd help brainstorm how they're going to do it. So I miss that, how an artist evolves in their studio. That's really important to us and just to my own job satisfaction is knowing how we can help. So I miss that. I look forward to that. So don't be shy to phone. We hear about the projects on the phone, too. Yeah, send pictures, Instagram, tag us. Yeah, yeah, keep us informed. What are some ways you think this pandemic will change the future of retail? Well, one thing we're juggling with is we're working on reduced hours. So we, we used to be seven days a week and open Thursdays, and now we're so busy, but we're working Sundays closed and no late nights. So we're struggling with, is the whole world going to go back to this extra long shopping hours? I don't know. I kind of hope not. Kind of hope we could have our Sundays off again, but I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of shopping that happens in the evenings on the weekends. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, you can spend all, especially as a small business person, you're always working on the next thing, working on the next thing, get to the next level, you know, trying to take your business. And you always feel like you're missing out if you even pause, right? Can't pause because then who knows what's going to happen. But I think this has been a good lesson, this pause in that way. What's been the most difficult thing to navigate for you over the past couple months? The unknown, like that you don't know what you don't know till you're in it, right? So there's been a lot of unexpected things and there's no hard and fast rules to this. So it's not like 
anybody knows the definitive answer, but what's the right way to get through it. So we're all kind of just finding our way. And, you know, I've got a staff of 11 people that all look to me to have the answers. And I don't, I'm just being as safe and careful and keeping busy as possible. So I think that unknown and no one having all the, the correct answers, I, that's been hard. It's been hard. Hopefully people can be a little bit more patient with each other because of all this. I hope so. I hope so. That, but then, you know, if their first concern is going out to get a haircut, <laughs> not, sure that, not sure that we really learned anything about that then, do you know? <laughs> Some people just threw the, all the precautions out the window as soon as the 14th rolled around. I keep a very, I think I went small in my circle of life, like where I got groceries, where I got gas. I kind of always stuck in the same area. You know, my husband shops around, but I'm like, stop, pick one store, not five stores. So I think that small community being able to get everything around in your neighborhood has become really important and and nice that you don't have to drive everywhere to get what you need. It's been, yeah, that's been okay. Uh, What types of other positive changes do you think will come about due to the pandemic? I hope people have really good vegetable gardens. Holy man, the amount of people doing gardening and cooking and baking. And I hope they can retain that level of interest in their hobbies and what they're interested in. I think that's a takeaway. Family time. Teaching your kids. Hopefully you have more respect for the teachers and maybe more support for your school because teaching kids are hard. We love our kids, but my goodness, right? I don't know if I could have done it. My son's growing up, but me teaching at home and trying to work, that was really tough. So yeah. And healthcare professionals, I think all those people that we kind of take for granted, we sort of should respect a bit more. Pay them more money. That's the opposite to what we're doing in our province right now. So yeah. Yeah. Hopefully because of all this down the line, things will change a bit. What music, books, podcasts, or other media have helped you get through the last couple of months? Well, I've been watching the Daphne and Emma show, which are two of our instructors. And every Friday night they get together and they, uh, they paint a common subject matter and then talk about art. So when I, when I mentioned that, that's what I missed about university, to eavesdrop on those two. And while working in my own studio, while they're doing their thing. So I think they've only got nine episodes on YouTube, but they're quite fun and they are local. So that's a good one. I also um, follow uh, Samantha Williams-Shapelsky. She teaches art quite generously online. And Frances Mart has been doing some Zoom meetings as well. So, yeah, um, I think just getting connected locally more than trying to go what everyone else in the world is doing. I just want to see what my my friends and coworkers and instructors are doing. So, like I say, I think I got quite small in this, you know, insular, you know, stay with my friends kind of thing. I know for a lot of people, they've been getting back into contact with friends who have moved away. Have you gotten to reconnect with anybody through this that maybe you wouldn't have expected to? Mm, I think my mom. I've gotten a lot closer with her because of, uh, you know, well, she had a heart attack um, right at the beginning of this and had a quadruple bypass surgery right at the beginning so while we got to see her early on then you know more and more and more we couldn't see her and then we got her home we've been taking care taking turns looking after her and stuff so um getting to know my sisters and my mom has been really like I said it got really really a small world so a bad thing sometimes you just get closer 
but that's that happens i mean life happens i feel like for every thing that gets me down during this time there's something that i find that just like lifts my spirits back up right yeah yeah we're still here <laughs> we're still here The way we have all come together through COVID-19 to support each other is truly amazing. Even though people are staying at home, we are all finding ways to support the businesses we care about to make sure that they make it through this pandemic. One day we'll all look back on this time and reflect on the strength of our community. This is a community that is resilient. It was so nice to have a chat with Kim about how she and her business are holding up. So many things we talked about are things that every single person in Alberta and around the globe are dealing with. It is important to always remember that you are not alone in this pandemic, even though it may feel that way sometimes. Kim is a wonderful person and a true friend of CJSR. I'm not an artistically inclined person, but I do like coloring books and I can make a screen to screen print with. I highly recommend you think about the paint spot if you are looking for art supplies of any kind. If you are wondering how you can support the paint spot, go to paintspot.ca. You can shop online via their website, you can sign up for the newsletter to stay up to date with what they're doing, and you can find them on social media. Their website also has a great how-to section you can check out for little tutorials. If you have any questions at all, give them a call. They'll be glad to help you find just what you need. I'm Curtis Blandy, and you've been listening to Friends of CJSR right here on CJSR 88.5 FM.